Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. WWE Elimination Chambers in the books. The road to WrestleMania gets into the fast lane. VOC Nation Wrestling with History right after my theme music. American Dream. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Heard worldwide on VOCNation.com. The Insane Clown Posse. We can't thank all you guys enough. Whoop, whoop. We understand our audience and we give them what, what we think they would want. We're about pleasing the fans. Road Warrior Hannibal. <laughs> Jake, the Snake Roberts. The wrestling has changed so much. Conan. Yo, this is K-Dog. Yo, with Bowdy Bowdy and Rowdy Rowdy. Hall of Fame ring announcer, Howard Finkel. Brilliance was Bobby Heenan's middle name. Lex Luger. God's give me a whole new perspective on wrestling and the fans. WWE Hall of Famer, Jimmy Superfly. What up? Thanks for having me on your radio show from the Jersey Shore. The legendary Diamond Dallas. Bang! Voice of choice, Wrestling Nation. I put my name in, but again, we're just waiting for a phone call. You could be Moroccan, Algerian, Albanian, Greek. This is the best crowd I've ever seen in my entire life. I love cheesecake. I don't even know how to respond to his lunacy. Uh, Malcomania. And I don't think Hollywood's ready for Malcomania. But we'll wait still. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Your talk show here that I'm, what I'm doing here is the best one. Jimmy Hart. I've been lucky every day I get up and look in the mirror and pinch myself. The ninth wonder of the world. China. And I told Vince, I said, yeah, I'm going to wrestle the guys. And that's how it started. X-Pac. We're wrestlers, and it's still a wrestling show. Mr. Scott Hall. Hey, yo, I want to rock the wrestling world again. OneWrestling.com, Bill After. If it wasn't for Hogan and Vince McMahon, sports entertainment would not be in existence. We have a bushwhacker in the house. G'day, mateys. It's bloody lovely being on your show. MVP. I came up with the MVP concept based on everything that's wrong with pro athletes today. BOC Nation heard worldwide. This right here is the future of wrestling. VOC Nation Wrestling with History, the voice of Julius Bruce Word, Namar Wells, back again, episode 13, I believe this is, Namar. It's, uh, it's, it's gone really fast, right? We're having a good time. I can't believe, honestly, that it's 13. Are you serious? It can't be. Episode number 13, and I apologize to everybody because this is uh, the third episode, fourth episode in a row where I'm sitting in my car. I've recorded two in my car by myself where you can hear like the, the thump or the, not the thump, the, but the hissing of the wind. And I'm, I'm just driving down the road with nothing to do. So I 
recorded some some little bonus episodes but last week it sounded terrible because i had my headphones in this week i'm trying something different but i'm in my car because you know i i talk with uh when you do these things you, you, you use the projected radio voice and nobody wants to do that at midnight when you're in a small house uh, with yeah a small house not not that it's a bad thing but we just got a bunch of people piled in with my mother-in-law well, uh, well, all right. I mean, we're in between houses. I'm not homeless. Don't send any GoFundMe's and no donations to the 38 people or so that listen. But we're uh, we sold our house and we're moving to a new house. But we're just in between. He's moving to Oklahoma. Fans, feel free to in my car. Me. Yes, Bruce. You know, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned when you said do not send anything in because I just saw a video about Virgil. And oh, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, Virgil's living in a room, and um, and it really makes me think because wrestlers, there's a weird, there's a weird thing with wrestling and their fans, where wrestlers are able to, you know, to fail in life financially in a lot of ways, and some of them at the end or when times are rough, you know, they will get into a situation where there's, you know, fundraisers for them where they can always go to the fans for money or, you know, to support them. Yeah. And you don't hear about that in any other sport. That's right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a very unique situation where you encounter that. You can't think of a bunch of baseball players where there's been fundraisers for them, you know, you know, to get into medical treatment or whatever. You just don't hear about those things the way you do with wrestlers. And and it's weird because, you know, it 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 makes you torn because obviously I believe in charity. I know you believe in charity. We both support various charities. Um, one of the bright spots in our friendship to be able to say that because uh, we haven't done it together, but we both do it. And I think that that is, um, you know, something to look at that. I'm glad we share that in common. So we but, both be- believe in that. But where where do you go when, you know, said person, despite the ruggedness of the road, would, would wrestlers go through, right? Mm-hmm. Where does certain when 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 are wrestlers responsible when are they accountable you know if you right. think of if a wrestler was making let's say three hundred thousand dollars a year in 1987 1988 but we know yeah. that he doesn't have insurance for him or his family uh he'd have to buy it out of pocket we know unless his wife was able to get insurance and cover them if she worked then we think about the fact that they travel, so the cost of their travel and living. Right, those WWE paid for the plane, right? Uh, not not the hotel. Is that how it worked? Where they I, had to drive in in a lot of these territories. Yeah, see, I don't remember one hundred percent with that, but I know that their out of pocket cost was a lot. Yeah, and so, um, and I think it's more than what it is today. I think wrestlers still are responsible. I was actually surprised to see that when I, there was some wrestling event that I went to and uh, a WWF event. That was the first time, that was before CM Punk was um, 
became a uh, became popular. He had just joined the WWF, and he was he and he greeted all the fans. I didn't even know who he was, but I took a picture with him. Uh, the, my buddy at the time, he has the picture. But they all piled into this car, and including Viscera, and it was a tiny rental. It literally looked like a bunch of like how a clown car is at, at the, the carnival. They all piled yeah. in. It was unreal, and and. You know, and I said, I didn't believe, I can't believe that they're still doing this. I think it was the WWF should foot the bill of at least getting them buses to shuttle them back and forth. I mean, it's ridiculous. So <clears throat> either which way, um, we know they had a lot of out-of-pocket expenses, expenses, but they also made a lot of money. When are they accountable like you have to, you'd have to think about a Virgil. How much if Virgil was making, let's say, two, he had a two hundred thousand dollar, maybe two fifty contract during the nineties when he actually was with the NWO. I can't imagine that he had less than that. I mean, he right. might have had, but you know, they well, were huh? He was a he was a bit player though. I mean, he's not. I don't know. I don't know how much he would have made. He probably made a, a decent amount of money. Remember, DiBiase was in the top of the card for. A lot of those WWF house shows in the in the eighties, he probably made a good amount of money then, right? Because the managers also got paid more, right? According to where their person was positioned on the card. So th- that's my point. He he's played a at various roles. He's been able to 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 last a time where he could he should have made significant money over the course of his career, and 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 it lasted a lot longer. Than you would even expect it to have warranted. Like re- he was with the NWO, so but we know that WCW was giving out these really big contracts, right? And so, and <laughs> you, it's like when does the wrestler become accountable? So, so I think the difference between baseball, football, basketball, and pro wrestling is wrestling. They don't have a union. You know, they didn't have medical benefits. They, they didn't get a lot of the guidance that, the, you know, professional baseball players and basketball players, football players have. They didn't have agents, a lot of them. So I think especially in Virgil's time, uh, maybe you give them a pass because they didn't have the means to, to get the things that you're saying. I don't know, but I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of them, you know, Jake, Jake, the snake Roberts um, had the fans fund one of his surgeries and there was some chatter about that. I think it's, it's, it's hard anymore because, because of the fact that these guys don't have what most professional athletes have in terms of accessibility. Well, you sure are running it down there, Bruce. Um, <laughs> I agree. Well, well like I told it. you. No, no, no. I agree. That's why I told you I'm torn because I do understand that fact. But there is something that makes me just, just you know, I just have to ask the question. Like, when, when does a, like, you just hear this story over again and it's like, well, you know this, I don't know. It's almost like, Wait, so wrestlers never smartened up <laughs> to put money away or to learn to be responsible? It's just like, because there's so many of them. And at what point do you not expect them to have smartened up? 
And I'm not so, using that, that term like from the wrestling standpoint, but I mean that literally, like, when do you really like work to get wise? Because there's been, if that's the case, what about the wrestlers before them? Did they all die broken, penniless? Well, I think a lot of them did. And, and it's, it's like, because remember, they're just, it's like they're the old in the old times, they're one step removed from carnies. And it was like a traveling carnival act. And, and, a lot of the people that got into it, 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 they got into it because somebody brought them into it. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't like like today where they're they're recruiting um, th- these massive uh, talented athletes into the, the business. They're getting I mean, a lot of the old time wrestlers are like glorified bar fighters, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. So but- they weren't sharpest tools in the shed i mean i'm not trying to insult anybody's intelligence but but you did and it's okay it's on record don't edit it it out i'll get i'll get some nasty hate emails tweets at ww at brady hicks on twitter right Um, so so we know bruce you're, you're saying that they are a stone's throw away from saying that they're addled enough to get a check to be a wrestler we get it so harley race <laughs> bruno Sammartino, yeah. george the animal well, steel well george steel was a uh, professor right he was an english professor or something like that in the university of pittsburgh but he also was a wrestler so by your definition they're they're almost close enough to being able to get a check every month right <laughs> i'm not saying all of them i'm saying that I'm saying that in in the older school wrestlers in the 60s, 70s, and the 80s are not the same as today. They didn't have the same. Okay, and you're right. You're right, but but this is what I'm saying. That's Mm -hmm. perfect that you said that. The, The time reference was perfect because Virgil came up in the 80s, and he he had to be making big money in the 90s. So all of those people that were broke in the 60s and 70s into the early 80s, he would had to have been aware of them. Wrestlers as a whole would have to have been aware of that. And they they had to have known, they knew they were making astronomical money, more money than they, were, than they would have made of wrestling. And that's another thing. Let's thank Hulk Hogan for that, because Hogan elevating the game is what has <laughs> given them more awareness and security. And Always I, come back to Hogan. It always does. And I'm going to tell you, Bruce, I thought about that watching the Elimination Chamber. I said, wow, thank you, Hulk Hogan. Look, look at what you did. I said, I swear to goodness. You, and I'm going to tell you where it came up. When they showed the crowd shot, and I said to myself, look at this. It looked look, like the Silverdome, didn't it? Bruce, yes. But yeah, it, and that's Especially what I'm, The daylight part. And think about it. They were able to attract that many people to this horrific event with some oh. of the worst wrestling no it, it was the elimination chamber was horrible oh. it was horrible and i have I have, a, I have a lot to say i have a oh. lot to say about it okay i have a lot to say about it so oh boy. wrestling and, and this is the marvel of wrestling so thank you hulk hogan when all those idiots ask the question, they say, oh, you know, um, well, Hook, Mr. Perfect should have had the title. <laughs> Rick He's Rude. a better worker. Yeah, yeah. Rick Rude should have had the title. <sighs> and they're breathing out all his. <sighs> Rick Rude. 
Who, who are you? Title. Hmm? Are these are these fans or is this like the fans? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, all the the Meltzer idiots and the Cornette weirdos. Meltzer was arguing with me on on Twitter for a little bit. Yeah, we have to get to that. But back to Hogan, right? Because he's the man. He's the reason why we're talking today. Not to Dave. Listen, because Dave's an idiot. And, <laughs> and and you can share it, you know, with your, you know, is a moron. The man, Dave Meltzer, is, has been so, him and Cornette have been so destructive to professional wrestling. It's unreal. They are the reason why wrestling, Cornette is the reason why wrestling is a bitter fruit experience amongst the fans and Melter is a reason why we have the plastic fantastic empty wrestling of today those they they have been so destructive to professional wrestling it's been unreal to me i can't stand either one of them because the thing that you know because this is my point they were able to attract that many people to this silly elimination chamber event like who cares and, and the, the main event the elim, elim, elimination chamber was horrible it was ridiculous the concept is stupid it looked stupid it it, it looked like a game show it looked like a modern game show it you know and the, the camera angles it it was ridiculous and, you know and, what i i could huh? see that sorry to interrupt you i could see that i could see I can see where you say it looks like a modern game show. I I get that. It, what what stood out to me is I I thought about being in this in the stadium for that. Like who the hell could see this stuff? You're gonna have to watch it on the video screen. But you Bruce, can't see into the structure. But Bruce, that's what I'm talking about. Because it was Hulk Hogan winning all the time. As we see, the people cheered for him. That he was able to take wrestling from the dregs that it was because it was in the dregs and at the literally a snap of a finger and all of those years subsequently back to back to get wrestling to the point where it's an evergreen staple of success. We know they have lower viewership. We know that they are, um, you know, that, that even the people who watch it, a majority of them hate it. We know that the, the sentiment around the product is weak overall. And yet, where are we at? They still have toys on the shelves. Mattel is making money. They were they flatlining, but they they were it was able to give Mattel success. Where they are, they constantly have wrestlers on the shelves 24 7, 365. It's a 365 event where you know it, it's on all the time. They're signing billion dollar contracts. And and we know that just like with regular sports, when boxing goes down or when basketball goes down or baseball goes down and then it goes back up and then it's exciting but they're always evergreens we know that they're there they they are a sport um it'll be a very long time before they ever completely fade away that is where wrestling is now that even at this severely low point this 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 severely low point as a to be a wrestling fan for the wrestling experience, they're able to still have this evergreen success. And I am going to give credit to the man who put it there, who off his back, he lifted it up and he put it right on the shelf. That it's Princess never Kennedy McMahon. He was important too. He had the vision. He had the vision. But the player player. The man who had the ball to make the magic happen, that man was Hulk Hogan. Oh. oh, I thought you were talking about Bruce Pritchard shaking his rump. <laughs> Love you. 
But yeah, so when I when I watched it, I did have that thought about Hulk Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because think about it, Bruce. Wrestling is at an evergreen point in this world. You're and right. It was it was not like that. It was, and it literally happened instantaneously. And but where it it was able to sustain was those years of a certain individual being successful and putting it on the map. It's amazing to think that wrestling, the lows and highs that it has gone through, that it's still this massive multi-billion dollar international uh con- what do you call it? Uh, just this this humongous evergreen that that is still thriving, that they can have a billion dollar contract even though less people are interested in the product. Well, it's another golden age. It's another golden age right now. And the product is as hot as ever been. And you know what Vince did? What's that? He sold it. <laughs> he you know that Vince McMahon, oh what it's funny. You just live long enough. You live long enough, and you'll you'll see the the some people really just lose it. And I never thought in a million years that he would have sold the WWF. Well, he pooped on somebody's head too. You never thought that you'd see that in a million years. Well, actually, once the stories you know about him started to come out, and I really started paying attention to him, that I could believe more so than him selling or merging the company, which they lost that merger. We know that the the um the uh what what uh, who did they merge with Bruce? PK, it's a UFC. Right. We know that they were the dominant player in in that merger because one really swallows up the other. And you, then, think, you think WWE is the dominant player or UFC? UFC. Well, I don't. I, I I don't know. I mean, who got a five billion dollar contract on Netflix and who didn't? Yeah, but. Still, they're All running. Right. They're running the show. Wasn't Vince just basically a figurehead there? Well, that, yeah, but that's Ari Emanuel. So, so UFC. So, so this the company Endeavor bought UFC and WWE. So it's not UFC's buying WWE. This is uh, this is Ari Emanuel and his private equity were buying both and putting them together under under TKO. Right. Who pressured Vince to do that? Well, I guess see the WWE board. There's the whole story, and I know I know you don't follow the the modern stuff as much as you did back in the uh, you know the 80s. But the WWE board pushed Vince out, and then Vince still had the highest number of shares, so he had the num- the highest number of voting shares. So they pushed him out. Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H are running the show. Vince comes back with a fury, kicks out the entire board of directors, brings in his own people and says, you can't sell this company unless I'm part of the process. But so that, he Bruce, goes, no, you want something? That story I actually was aware of. That up past that, I'm not. But that's what's interesting. He still has unnecessarily given up all of this power right. for money uh, that he doesn't spend anyway. Well, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't, I, I don't know. I mean, now he's not part of it at all. He's, I don't, I don't know how many shares he has, but, but he's, he's surely been kicked out after all of the stuff that's happened. Who knows how it'll come out in court, but I think we'll never hear from Vince again. Yeah. I but, mean, but, but that's the point. He, all the steps taken to get here was all it, it, it the, the WWF ha, has been, 
sucked up underneath you know maybe not the ufc as i said or how i understood it that like you said that part i don't follow with yeah. But the fact that we got to that point where he, even though he had sold portions, he still was powerful enough to come back because that's when he had that other scandal and they, they made him go. And then he eventually came back and, and did all of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, what was the point of doing all of this? You, you, you and your wife are old. Your children don't need money. You, you're going to leave them a fortune already and you leave them with a a a company that they can still continue to make money off of so who pressured him to go through all these steps to relinquish the wwf who well maybe he knew this was coming maybe he knew this was this this whole story scandal was going to come out and hit the hit the streets and and he didn't he wanted to get out of dodge very interesting, but he's still on the hook for the bill. So this is, I guess, that's where they're going to have to untangle things if it goes any further. Is really just figuring out um, where the responsibility lies because I'm only hearing secondhand information, but I know some of the things that people were saying was that he was spending um, that, that he, yeah, he 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 the way he spent the company money might have been in error uh, regarding the the settlement. So yeah, Vince just. I, I don't know. It, it's bizarre. And if if he did, then that, you know, just with a series of missteps, even if he thought it, he would be protected and learned he wasn't, just with a, with a phenomenal set of missteps um, and all unnecessary. Everything was completely unnecessary. So it's very bizarre because he still would be making millions of dollars a year today. And still having that billion dollar contract today, even with the business being as low. So what did he really gain from selling off the WWF? You cash out. You cash out, I I, I guess. But you that's know, what I'm saying. Vince is not the person to, he, he he's a workaholic. He never spent, and this is one thing that Cornette said about him, which speaks to the, the, the psychology of Vince, which is why he's so... Vince is a true enigma because the, the, the contrasting stories are incredible. But Vince is, he, Cornette said that when Vince was encouraging him to enjoy being up in New York and they were driving through Manhattan or whatever and they were looking yeah. at all the plays or whatever and he said that, oh, you could do this and you have these restaurants, oh, and he's thinking to himself, <laughs> Vince, you, you've been doing this, you, you, know, you don't go to these things either. You know, he doesn't, you never hear about Vince on vacation. Right. Like the, you, you hear about him being available three o'clock in the morning, never sleeping and always being engaged and involved. He he lives a very charmed life, a very easy life. But he's not living. That's, That's right. not, you know, so th there is a disconnect. This So people say, well, if that's what makes him happy. No, there's something wrong with that. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're not, he's not even spending the money. He's not even living the life of a truly wealthy man. He's living the life of a rich psychotic. Right. Well, that's what he is. <laughs> what he is. So, yeah. So, and, and apparently, he liked to take advantage of people. I, like, that was part of his fun was taking advantage of people in the sickest of ways. He was a sociopath. He really, I mean, he really was. Vince. Vince enjoys is, humiliation. Is, Go ahead. Right, well, you, we both is, 
I'm just saying is. Yeah, it's it's just I'm telling you, Bruce, it's just it's a very strange, bizarre situation. And Vince has lived long enough to completely ruin everything because yep. um he sold out his family for nothing because yeah. the, it just is it's just unreal to me it nothing means anything i really thought he was going to leave it to his children vince still shocked me with that it's yeah, like, well, i i guess triple h is still involved so stephanie is kind of still i mean she's not right technically but the family hunter is part of the family right yep so maybe, but yeah, he didn't leave it to his family. He sold it off for sold lots it. and lots of money. He sold it. So, so listen, last week, before we get more into the chamber and, and uh, it's, it's late. So, so I don't want this show to last forever. I did reflect <laughs> on last week, Jamar, yeah. and I was a little bit angry. You know, it's been a tough time for me. We're in between houses. Uh, haven't gotten into the new house yet. It's not ready until next week. And, uh, you know, just stress. So I offended some people on uh, Brian Last and Conrad Thompson and Brady Hicks. I, I offended them. And I'm here to announce my apology. And I've, I've gotten your tweets at WWHVOC. And I, I want to say I'm sorry, especially you, Brady. I, I know that the callers take advantage of you and... You might like that. Some people do have a masochistic spirit. And if you are one of them, that's fine. I wouldn't give out my home phone number, but all good. I wrote a poem to Mark. Let's hear it. Okay. And this is the dedication I have to our audience. I wrote a poem about you and about the other podcasts. Not about you, Namar Wells, but about our audience and the other podcasts. You know, okay. Bruce, you are channeling your leaping Lanny Poffo, and I um I yes. So in your little your little short trunks and your white boots, that disgusting combination with your porn stash, yeah, and your mullet, as you channel okay. that spirit, let us hear your poem. I'll read it. Okay. Everyone, hurry, fast. Wrestling has another podcast. Is it Conrad Thompson or Brian Last? Maybe it's Bob Orton in that stupid cast. Just like we all have hands, podcasts are another way that old school wrestlers communicate with fans. Who will Connie wrangle next to talk about Vince's filthy sex? Does Cody's story mean something to you? The Rock's interruption made Dave LaGreca go boo-hoo. Jim Cornette can be such an ass, and even his lawyer has a stupid podcast. DiBiase says everybody has a pod, and Dave Meltzer's fans think that Dave is a god. Both Pritchers have podcasts. Bruce and Tom. Who is next? Buff Bagwell's mom? Eric Bischoff is one of the best. But Arn and Jeff Jarrett don't pass the test. Brady Hicks. Who is he? Was he even on TV? Bully Ray is good. So is Tommy Dreamer. But Jim Cornette's two shows both stink like a steamer. So why should you give us a shot? Wrestling with history is something that those are all not authentic, unfiltered, not trying to extort from you. We aren't another 1-900 scheme like the Ross Report. So 
everyone in podcast land, I ask you just one favor from you, the fans. We aren't trying to take your money. So subscribe, like, or follow. It's free, and you might just find us funny. Sure, Conrad has a million hits, but some of his shows are just the shits. We lost Ken Resnick, Bill After Two, but the new wrestling with history needs only one thing to be great. You. So give us a like, give us a follow, and subscribe, whatever it is, on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on X at WWHVOC. Namar, did that bring a tear to your eye? Bruce, if you had recited that in a movie, it would be at that moment that they would play, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cheer, cheer. I cannot believe you actually sat there and wrote that. I mean, <laughs> you really are losing it. Like, I mean, you were fired up yesterday, but the boldness and, and that you sat down and wrote that and actually recited, it was good. You are really, Conrad has a million hits, but some of his shows are just the shits. You know, people are turning on him. I'm noticing that in this comment section. Like, people really are sick of him. Like, <laughs> It is hilarious. Like the people are really tired of him. They really, well, he huh? believes. I think he got he like you know Conrad was humble before. Like he was just a regular guy doing a podcast. Now right. you can tell that he believes in his own press. Yeah, like like that. He always references Melter. He never calls Melter out on his stuff. He acts like the Wrestling Observer is the truth and gun of it all, the the law and justice of the land. And people are like, well, they don't care, you know. And he never calls Melter out on his stuff. He interrupts the the interviewers in a way that the fans find particularly annoying. And that's another thing, like he does, like he. I noticed that with Bruce, he would be argumentative. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, shut up. Like, you know, what do you, I don't know if it's done for laughs or you're trying to be funny, but that obnoxious way, you know? And it's just like, come on, dude, get it together. Can I just say one thing about Meltzer too? What's that? Well, well, I mean, and Dave, I don't have a problem with Dave for the most part. I think Dave is... He is the worst. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I don't look at wrestling like he does, for sure. Because he's an idiot. But he, he's been very successful at this. And what I have to say about him is all of you people that just suck his butthole, like, come on. He, just because he says something doesn't mean you have to go. Like he, It's like he's a gang leader. It's like he's the mafia don. You say something and then they come out of the woodwork trying to attack you. All I did was respond to his tweet and then all of them came out to attack me. I just didn't agree with him That's that in, in terms of matches. He says, just a hunch that all of these Danielson dream matches of 2024 will be viewed like the 1989 WCW with all the great matches that year, which actually didn't draw well, but are now talked about as the glory period of wrestling. What the, what the heck are you talking about, Dave? If it didn't draw well and it didn't make money, it's not a glory period of wrestling. 
It's only glory for people like you that just care about flips and flops and, and match quality. What I said is a match is only great when it's the payoff of a great story. Having a match for the sake of having a match is in good business, and it'll never entertain more than a small subsection of wrestling fans. Hence, while AEW, why AEW is a stagnant, is stagnant and never consistently drawn in the U.S. Dave has no concept of what draws, what sells in wrestling. He only caters to a very, very, very small subsection of fans, and that's what AEW does, and that's why it'll never be more than it'll never get more than a million viewers. I, I just don't understand it, Namar. I don't get it. Well, because the, the problem is that those people are very vocal and loud. And they have, like I told you, ruined... Because wrestling is so bad overall, the fringes have allowed to fester and grow because they're, there's something wrong with them. These are the people... Like, you and I love wrestling, but we have a good perspective on where it falls in our life. You know, These are the people that are replacing something with wrestling. It's just yes. not, it, it, and, and so they're- And we very... saw them. We saw them at the wrestling conventions. The smell would, would permeate, permeate the air from blocks away. We saw them. The, these saw are the people, right, these are the people that where wrestlers coined the term marks. These are the people that they are referring to. They're very low frequency. They are um, very dim. Uh, they have blunt thoughts. And and that's why wrestling is the way it is. And the wrestling that they hate is the wrestling that put the this is why this wrestling even exists today, because it wouldn't exist today. I, the Elimination Chamber was horrible. But, well, that, that, that that's not true. It, it was horrible. That's and, not uh, true. Oh, Bruce. You, OK, well, listen, perfect timing. Let's segue right into that. We know that Dave's a loser. His fans are losers. So let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. What's on your mind? One more thing about Dave. Oh he, ran, he ran last week or two weeks ago with an old. So it was a faith like Triple H and The Rock were nose to nose. And, and it right. was a 20-year-old segment, a 15-year-old segment, something like that. He Somebody sent it to him, and he said that they were – like ready to have a match at WrestleMania. Triple H has a defibrillator in his heart. He's not having a match. Dave ran with it. Somebody like somebody tricked him. And then instead of just saying I was wrong and I this, this I got tricked, he just took it down. He deleted it. Right. Well, he think about it. The substance of these men, they they have they told you what they are about. In their hearts they are raging cowards. They are, there's something deeply wrong with them. That's why, think about it. The people who love Meltzer, they love a very empty product because Dave has clearly, um, somehow the lines were blurred between looking at gymnastics in the Olympics and wrestling. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's terrible. And, yes, and he, he's, he, 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 has, he cannot make that distinction. And Cornette is an angry, bitter womanly um just purposefully nasty bitter and his friends his, his friends and his followers they feed off of it it is a festering miserable cunty smelly angry Ooh. bitter nasty you know obsessed ugly stinky 
uh, insanely, maniacally, ridiculously, <laughs> wildly, just they're off the wall. 1979. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former WCW performer The Maestro, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Bruce Wirtz, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. When you say his friends, are you talking about Brian Last? Yes. Brian, Brian, there's something wrong with him. The man Last? Yeah, he's up there. He's forced laughing. And it's funny because you can tell when Court, that's the funny thing. You can tell when Cornette is, is he laughing or is he laughing? He's laughing. Not laughing. He wait a minute. <laughs> what? He's laughing. Like <laughs> but 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 laughing, not laughing. Wait, what? You're saying well, the same word. Brian, Brian says his L's like that. Say it again. So so Brian laughs. Yes. Right. We say last and we say laugh. For some reason, he says laugh. <laughs> like back of your tongue at the. I just. I, I don't. I, I can't get it. I don't get it. Well, you I'm know what's sorry. funny? You hate I'm the way. Sorry, he... that's, if that's your accent, Brian, I'm sorry. I say water. You know, it's okay. I, I'm from Philadelphia. I don't know what that accent is, but. Uh, I think he's I think North Jersey. North Jersey. But but do all North Jerseyans say laugh or lust or liver? It sounds like you're saying those words regularly, mate. I, I don't hear it. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just me. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Well, Mel, maybe it's the way you're saying it. You know, I'm not saying I don't hear it with him. I'm saying when you say it, I don't hear what you're trying to achieve. But it's funny, though, that you have a problem with the way he says it. And I have a problem with the way he laughs because, you know, he forces it. So he goes into the, he's all, he's all, <laughs> can you believe Hogan lied <laughs> can you <laughs> like it's so forced and corny and and think about it who are the people that could listen to that like don't get me wrong Cornette is one of those things when you first discover him you're like oh wow this is interesting but yeah. then you know it's like you know you really realize like oh my gosh this is like been cooked in some bad oil this is not good. This is not healthy. This is disgusting, actually. You know, and, and it's like when you're eating something and you ever eat something that you can just taste how artificial it is and you might have been enjoying it at first and you're like, this just tastes plastic. It's, ah, give me something real. Well, it's like a hot dog, right? It's yes. like a hot dog. You see, you see the hot dog. Like, I, I take long drives from right. multiple states and sometimes you stop at the, the travel plaza and you just want a hot dog because you're hungry. Tic Tacs right. aren't enough. And you, you, you see the hot dog, you want to eat the hot dog, but then you regret the hot dog in an hour. Exactly. And the that's ad- it. Yeah. And you can taste how artificial and um, your body feels gross. And that's, that's, that's the experience with Cornette. Um, he's, 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 a uh, he, he needs, I mean, think about it. The, the woman he married, her wrestling name was sin. Yeah. Miserable people, miserable, Miser- nasty. Did you see the video of him at the, uh, was it the dairy queen? I mean, he really was showing off with the camera. He was showing off for the wrestlers <laughs> that were in that, that in the car. I mean, no, was, I, I didn't see it. Oh yeah. There's a, his infamous dairy queen video. Where they're after some event and they they're hungry, they go to the Dairy Queen. I mean, and he is just sassy. He's showing off. I mean, and he you know, and he's just nasty. And and you know, I mean, how pathetic to have been in the business as long as he had been in by that time, that that he would still show off for a bunch of wrestlers in the car. You know, I mean, what a poser and a wannabe. Where he um, you know, he 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 goes in and and then he actually gets out the car in the drive through and is cussing out the people. And then he made them. Did they get his order wrong? Is that what what happened? It was the. I think the wrestlers were playing around, and so the person thought they weren't being for real. And because two of them were talking into the speaker, I, I believe I remember that part correctly. And so they didn't make the food. And when they got up to to the uh, the the window, Cornette went off. He was hollering and screaming. He was oh, cussing boy. at the girl. I mean, he actually made him think about it. Would you want those people? This is how ridiculous he is. And he's such a short-sighted person in everything in every way. Why in the world would you have those people make your food after you just acted like that? Yeah, that's right. He's an Idiot. imbecile yeah. <laughs> to, to the Idiot. highest degree. Stupid, 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 stupid. Yeah, and he he later apologized. He said, "Well, because she thought that so and so, you know, no man, you could have reasoned that you were in the car, you were showing off, and the tape just made its rounds." He's a nasty, nasty person, very nasty, and I don't like him. I think he's <laughs> a punk, and uh, and and I think he's trouble, and I think he's been a disease 
to the wrestling business. All that encyclopedic knowledge of uh, of wrestling, and he's a joke. He's a joke historian. He's a joke. He's I don't like him. I think he needs to be. You know, he he's the type of guy where I'm just saying. It, you know, some people, we live in a world today where, you know, people don't get roughed up, but some people just need a good talking to by some grown men. He's a, he's, he's a whiny, crying, you know, tantrum, um, angry, bitter, sissified, you know, cunty, nasty, venomous, snakely. <sighs> Well, guess what? What? We are more popular than Jim Cornette is and Brian Last with the Chinese. We're still on the uh, top 25 list in China. Jim Cornette does not appear. You see that, Cornette? We, got right? the, we, we are at the top with one half of this world's population. That's right. That's right. We're ahead of JR. We're ahead of Kurt Angle. We're ahead of Ryback. We're ahead of uh, Tony Schiavone. That's you all. Know, you know, it, it's funny. Um, and I know that they're not half of the population of the earth. Um, Got close. Yeah. Three fourths people, three fourths. But you know, it's funny, Bruce, with the, with everybody having a podcast, like, first of all, I hate JR. And it's funny because a lot of people are finally catching on to JR not being a very nice person and, and being um, just a, a, a very nasty person in the business. Very jealous. Fired me twice. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's a very nasty person. And, um, but it's funny to see the guys really push the wrestlers. Like, it's funny because it's like, you know, they're really pushing for content. I mean, these guys are really pushing for content. I mean, that that one guy that talks to Jake the Snake, I mean, he's annoying. You know, he, he really he's such a twerp. You know, he and he really pushes Jake. You can see in the time where he's like, you know, we're like, like this. sorry, I was I was trying to look up who it was, and then Bruce Pritchard started talking because that's <laughs> It's no problem. You got to see this guy. I mean, he's so twerpy. If you can find some audio, play that's it. what I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for. Uh, I will find it. We'll find it before the end of the show. Yeah, and he he's such a a twerpy little, and he you could tell when he's pushing Jake, and and Jake just does it, and Jake is trying. Like he may ask, oh, oh Jake, you you didn't do one of those. St- you didn't rip somebody, and Jacob Marcus. Like, His name's Marcus. Yes. Oh, Marcus, huh? Jake, you didn't. <laughs> Jake, you didn't. <laughs> Jake, you didn't. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> you, you, you didn't. You didn't rip anybody. <laughs> Jake's all like, "No, man, no, I ain't do that. I, I ain't do. I ain't do that." Did you hear when Jake talked about Malcolm Wildman? On, yes. on that podcast. See, that's what I, I'm saying. Yeah, the, the guy he had the little dig at Jake said he he Malcolm's a Hulkamaniac, and the guy was like, Oh my god, there you go. <laughs> he's a Hulkamaniac, he's got he's gotta be crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's the most ludicrous thing in the world. Like, what's wrong with them? You see what I'm saying? They're all cunty, little whiny, like just little <laughs> it's 
always some little snicker, some little, some little tell of their, their little sni- sniveling ways. I can't stand these people. I can just, you just, ugh. What are you, little creeps? What, what, what are you? See, now I'm going off. You, <laughs> you even passed that disease on to me. Stay All right, back. let's go. We'll, we'll find it. I'm going to find that. Uh, I'm going to find at least the Malcolm Wildman segment. We'll, we'll get Bring up the tape, please. I'm going to get the tape. But let's talk about the Elimination Chamber before we run out of time because uh, it is it is getting to be that time. We're recording now after midnight, and all of you have waited long to get our thoughts on the Elimination Chamber. And here's the thing. I might surprise you, Namar. I might surprise you. But my favorite segment of the Elimination Chamber, my favorite match, was the Women's Elimination Chamber. And you know me. You know me well. You've known me for a long time. I've not been a fan of women's wrestling for for most of my life. I, I mean, just not not my thing you know i I love women um but but women's wrestling wasn't wasn't my thing albert in the old days on wnjc philadelphia 1360 am where we had many many years of success albert loved women's wrestling we would always poke at him i the development of the women as workers and as storytellers and cutting promos has been off the charts. And what I saw tonight, both in Rhea Ripley's match and then the chamber match was off the charts. And I'll tell you this too. My kids were watching because they always watch wrestling with me. I always have something on. Like I usually in the morning when we're, if my wife um, is, is out, I'll have like old eighties wrestling on and they'll, they'll watch it with me. But they watched the Elimination Chamber, and they were glued to the TV during the women's Elimination Chamber match. So that was amazing. And if I was not married with to my wife, Tiffany Stratton would be on – well, she's 20 years younger than me. But she would be on my list. Not that I would be on her list. She would be on my list. Wow. I am. Um... I must say, Bruce, I don't believe you. <laughs> I think that the women's wrestling is unwatchable. I think that you're delusional. I think that um, cliched as it may sound, I think you need to get help because oh. uh, you need to talk to somebody. What is missing in your life that women's wrestling is now good to you? Come on, talk to Great. Me. It was great. I mean, the storytelling was great. Tiffany Stratton, you should have seen some of the moves that she hit. I mean, she was like a gymnast uh, mixed with a wrestler. I mean, listen, I know we were just made fun of Dave Meltzer, but, <laughs> but, and talking about gymnasts and flips and flops, but you got to watch it back. I know you probably didn't watch that match. Do me a favor. Okay. Between now and the next time we do a show, watch right. the WWE Elimination Chamber women's match. Will and do. it is by far yes. the best match on the card, better than the men's match. A liar. Yes, I'll watch it. Please, let's get that on tape. Let's, please, please. I'll be honest with you. I did not watch any of the matches, and I was shocked that- You didn't um, watch any match? None of the female matches. Are you playing us for a fool? No, Bruce. I'm not playing you for a fool. But no, I didn't watch any of the- It's boring to me. It's, It's- it's more ridiculous than the men's wrestling. It's more ridiculous. It's absurd. 
it, okay. it's absurd. What? I mean, and wait, your... and wait, and now, and look, and then I noticed, and this is when I watched the Raw, I forgot to mention this. We now have female referees, right? Yes, uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica something or other. Yeah, I don't like that. So now you know that the that the referee cannot get involved at all because you know nobody's tossing these women out of the ring like how they did um you know Hepner and 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 you know all these people uh even the ring announcers you know because Fink would take a bump <laughs> you know there's a there's a match with Ultimate Warrior I mean everybody knows the Fink goes flying out of the uh <laughs> in the watch SummerSlam 88 the Fink goes flying off the side of the of the, the ring from the Ultimate Warrior um, hitting the the ropes, so you know all of that stuff is gone, and yeah. um, we're worse for it. I'm I'm sorry to say we're worse for it. I was very disappointed to see where the and people think. Oh, you're a misogynist? No, I mean it, 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 I have no problem with appreciating the distinctions and differences between men and women. I think that allows for certain dynamics and there i think those dynamics are beautiful and okay and i don't think they're limiting there's so much more to discover within certain parameters and and so i don't like the female um the 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 female referee bruce i was uh disgusted with that sorry all right all right you know i i just well never mind i won't say it. um the uh the, the what was your favorite segment of the eliminate elimination chamber I didn't like any of it. Um, oh boy! I, I can tell you, I the the tag Even match Delta Burke winning the men's <laughs> the men's elimination chamber going on to WrestleMania to face Seth Rollins so or here, Cody Rhodes calling out the Rock. Here, here, here's here's here were my thoughts on the elimination chamber. I thought that the concept is ridiculous. The whole, you know, it literally looked like. Um, like I told you before, it looked like a game show. It looked like, if you remember in um, the the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Running Man, they had a TV show called um, what was it for dollars? It was something called um, oh man, uh, climbing for dollars, right? It, it reminded me of that. Uh, it that's how ridiculous it is. It's like a low rent Royal Rumble. Um, I saw Kevin Owens was in it. My brother loved Kevin Owens. He's he's a chubby guy. No, you know what's special about Kevin Owens? He does all the moves that every other man his size does. It's, it's not the big man doing these things is not interesting anymore. I, I like that they mentioned the Make a Wish uh, situation because yeah. why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thanks to Hogan, he was the one who started that. There you go, another Hogan reference. Wait a minute, wow, the Make a Wish or the Choke Slam? The Make a Wish. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I thought the timing was terrible. Um, the the stuff that just you know McIntyre has no presence. Uh, Lashley looks amazing, but what? Well, like, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about Lashley, Bruce. What what are your thoughts on him? I mean, this dude is amazing, um, but he can't get over the hump. You know, he, well, he he's forty six or whatever now. He's not he's not going to get over the hump, and he's not believable. He doesn't have he he looks like too much of a, a nice guy, and he doesn't have his voice isn't mean enough. Like he doesn't, he's not good on the microphone. You, you almost have to, I don't know. It's just not believable to me. Well, that's the thing with him. It, it's like when he was in its prime, why did it, 
not go to the level because he looks like a million bucks, right? He looks yeah. amazing. Um, he can wrestle. Whenever I've seen him, he could wrestle. And you would think he would be one of the people primed to be a champion that you could build the franchise around, even if you gave him a, a mouthpiece. Um, uh, you know, Brock has a mouthpiece. So not having a mouthpiece can is well, not necessarily a deficient thing. It makes they it just, tried. Okay. They tried with MVP a, a while ago. And it, and it just, I, I, I know you weren't, you weren't, you were definitely weren't watching back then, but they tried with MVP and they, they had this little faction called the Hurt Club. And, you know, it just, it, it, it was in a dead period for wrestling. And you, and you fans will attack me for it because you think that, you know, all this stuff is great. But that, that, I can barely watch now, and, and I'm really starting to get into it. But back then, when the Hurt Club was on, I just couldn't couldn't do it. But Lashley was, I, I guess, a bigger star back then, and and used more in the main event scene back then. But but certainly, never ever at the top of the. I mean, That's he's been at the top of the card, but not the. He's 47. He's just he's not going to get there. No, but that's what I'm saying. When when it could have happened, and even looking at him today, he's in phenomenal shape for somebody to be that old. I have to yeah. give him credit. I remember my he was one of those people that we met afterwards in the parking lot when they all piled into the car. And I remember my buddy at the time, he had remarked that he had touched Lashley and he felt like a brick wall. He said he had never mm -hmm. felt anybody that a human being that felt like that. He just touched him on the shoulder. And um, but but that's my point. He looks like a million bucks, he could wrestle. Yeah why is was it bad writing or did he just not there was something missing in him charisma one, you don't think he has charisma i don't think he I, I he's not believable like that's to me he's never he's never been somebody that's believable i've never invested in him right well there you go i mean that and, and that's the thing i don't know i just know something went wrong or something is wrong i just know he has all the aesthetics to look like a champion that you could really get behind just the same way you did with Brock. But one thing I can say is that even though Brock is not a, uh, he's not a talker, Brock airs a presence about him. Yeah. There's, there's an energy around it. it, it just even in his, it, and it might, the fact that he's so antisocial and he's so wound up and tense over it, every, these being in those spaces, they really grind him up. You can see it. You can feel it through the camera. You know, watching it at home, you can feel it. And I wonder if that natural tension is what is what people are feeling from Brock, because it there's something heavy going on. You can feel it when you look at him. And it just makes me wonder about Lashley, like, you know, because um, he looks like a million bucks and he can wrestle. So it's not like an Ahmed Johnson type of situation where he looked great and he was given a push, but he was horrible with the, with a the talent. He was, you know, arrogant and he was sloppy. Um, it, it was not one of those kind of situations, but like you said, there's something he doesn't have the charisma. There's something missing inside of him that translate into a champion. Just something's wrong, and it's a shame because Leslie looks amazing, and ugh, this a waste. Sorry. So, yeah. so, so yeah. Who was your uh, what was your favorite segment then? I mean, you didn't have one, but if you had to pick one, was it that? Was it the no? I hated all of it. Um, the tag match. Um, Damian Priest, what is going on with that? I mean, Bruce, when he starts undressing, when he gets into the ring, and he's just, he's just, I mean, he's just playing with the hair and he's 
taking off his clothes like somebody's lover. I mean, the whole thing is unreal. I mean, was like, what is going on here? I mean, I don't know what he's what he's trying to convey. It's just a whole lot of something that, that going on that made me very uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Um, the timing with the moves was so awful in that match. It was far too realistic that uh, the pacing of when they move, you know, in between doing yeah. the spots and, oh, he countered and, oh, and he re- the guy returns with, you know, with a counter. And it's just like, I'm like, what is going on here? I mean, and the guy, Bait or Bates, I couldn't really tell what his stupid name was. I mean, he's wearing on those white trunks and 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 they look like the design makes them look like tidy whities I mean, it's it's just un- it's underwear design. It's ridiculous. Uh, they were punching each other. Um, I did like the how the match ended with the uh, the move off the top rope. Now I don't know if that is their finishing move, but I have to give them credit for being able to pull that off. I mean, the, the guy jumped off the top rope and he stomped the guy in the, in the in the stomach, and I thought that was incredible. Um, that was the only thing that I liked out of the entire pay per view. So that 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 may be the one point. Um, but I thought the belts looked disgusting. They were ugly. Um, it just just it, they looked tacky just like everything with i mean think you know you know i mean just the product is just so tacky looking everything's just disgusting to me i I know i sound like an old man and and yeah i don't like it (laughs) so you you, what would you think about drew mcintyre delta burke going over in the the main event going on to face seth rollins at wrestlemania is that bruce Yeah, he has no presence either. He's the worst. He's the worst. The only interesting thing about him is his hairstyle choice. Like the fact that he is, he legit looked at, went to a salon and asked for that and has somebody maintaining that. That's the most fascinating thing about him, that he would legit do that. (laughs) It's insane to me. I mean, what what really is going on in the world? And you think about, and look what they were able to do. Thank you, Hulk Hogan. Good or bad, he put wrestling up there where they could draw, you know, that many people to see that many idiots do that kind of stupid performance. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Would you have picked anybody else besides Drew McIntyre to go over in that match? Would you, like, like Seth Rollins is the guy, right? They're going. He's going to face Seth Rollins. Would you have picked Randy Orton or, or Lashley? Would you have picked anybody else in that match to go over? Or do you, do you think that – I'm trying to get something out of you here, a tangible, for uh, for your review of the match. Uh, listen, no, it was ridiculous. I mean, what's going on LA with Randy? Night? Randy Orton is one of the best wrestlers of all time, but his time is coming on. There's That's just true. nothing Every there for me. It's he's just not he's never ever going to carry the load. He's just not that guy. Never been that guy. Not that guy. Yeah, he was a great player, but his time is just past. Period. It's over for him. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just the the, the lack of energy. May and it could just be the product of where they have him placed. And it's just maybe it's impossible to get over. But he he just he seems like he's there it was it was just better for him years ago when it was more magic associated with him and that's okay i mean he's been in the game for a great many years now and he is a legend in his own right the man will go down as one of the best wrestlers of all time and i can attest to that i believe that randy orton was amazing he but i find him uh you know just just it's just aimless it's a very aimless when i look at that i just see 
people going nowhere doing stuff a lot of stuff that goes nowhere that means absolutely nothing with very ugly belts on the line yeah well okay <laughs> i mean you know but but no but if you find the, the product good you you speak on it you can defend it I'm, I, this is just my opinion. I'm actually curious and, and don't feel bad that you may like something. I may not agree, but I'm interested in hearing what you think. Well, tell I think, me, tell yeah. me what you liked about the, the, or the matches you liked. Well, the women thought about them. The women's chamber match was great. I thought Tiffany Stratton looked like a star and she will be a star. I thought Rhea Ripley retaining the title was the way to go. And she'll go to uh, to on, she'll go on to face uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, which is going to be a fantastic match. And I think that they also set up besides Drew McIntyre going to face Seth Rollins, and you have that four five person main event picture with Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, The Rock is going to be involved somehow. Cody goes and challenges The Rock. I think that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Then you have. Rollins versus McIntyre and I think they're starting to set up a Randy Orton versus Logan Paul uh, LA Knight versus AJ Styles I think you're going to end up seeing a very entertaining Wrestlemania take shape it's not what it was when CM Punk was going to be in the picture as well you know he's 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 injured injured. he tore his tricep but Bruce hold on let me interrupt you that's another thing with, with this wrestling where nothing means nothing Right. So in that the elimination chamber, Logan Paul is doing these amazing uppercuts to Kevin Owens. I mean, yeah. he's just laying them in. And the way I like the way I actually like the way he was laying them in. Yep. Owens just he gets her, he's going from side to side. Ooh, goo. Each hit is going goo, goo, left to right. And then he just counters like all of that meant nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, what is going on here? This is ridiculous. If a man hits you in the head, <laughs> you know, he's uppercutting you six or seven times with all this. He's might. a boxer. He's a boxer, too. Right. You you just do not recover that way. You just it, they don't they don't nothing they do feels good to me. They well, everything right. is weightless and has it has is no impact. The man was laying them in and he countered like with like nothing. He he didn't even like get mad or you know or or whatever to power up. He just he just counted. It's so poetic. It's it literally is like watching. We, we always say that wrestling is like a, a a a man's ballet, and and that is not necessarily true, but it definitely is true today. It that the way they pace and move, it's so it's so graceful and gallant. Look at them. It's a whole scene. One to ten. One to ten, right? The elimination table. Oh, absolutely. One. They don't deserve one. They don't deserve one. It's a mockery and a disgrace. You gonna watch WrestleMania? For the show. Well, you have to, right? Yeah, you're for back the show. In the mix. You're back in the mix now. You gonna yeah. do it the fox and the hound? <laughs> Bill after? Is that place still there? Uh, we have to look that up with the fox. You know, you know, I yeah, we'd be recording from the Fox and the Hound. Good yeah. Lord. Good food. We were able to at least get some free meals out of it. Yeah, lots of drinks. Yes. Well, you lots. know, you know, you do if you don't know, I'm almost certain that I have that um commercial um from that where where you you spoke about Albert and the women um because he was obsessed. <laughs> you know, we gotta play that commercial. Uh Pat, 
I'm sorry, Pat Bruce helped me produce that commercial. Pat Patrick uh, Dial, right? The guy that used to work at WNJC, or Pat Roar, the Pat Benjamin. Uh, no, not not Pat Benjamin, the the guy Pat. He he was the editor there. You know, he ran the boards and everything. And he but he used that horrible card, um, like playing cards, making it that, that noise yeah. as a transition. I remember um, that. Yeah, I hate that. But we gotta we gotta pull that out of the archives. I think I know where that is. If you can't find it. Um, That's an all-time classic. Yeah, you got to find it. You got to okay. Find it. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You no, know, before we get out of here, I gotta play. So, so last week I complained about podcast toast. I complained about callers. One of our original callers to VOC Nation back when we did the radio, and he still, I think, calls into Brady's show, is Malcolm Wildman. And uh, I told you Malcolm won a contest. I had to take him to WrestleMania. He had my phone number and would call and leave messages, fill up my voicemail. Jake the Snake Roberts on his podcast talked about Malcolm Wildman. I'm going to try to play this for everybody. Hopefully you can hear it. Out in California, that goes to all the pay-per-views out there on the West Coast. And this guy, unfortunately, is a Hulkamaniac. Ugh. And he is the loudest. See, see, you can hear his voice. He'll come to a comic con, and you can hear him all over the building. What you going to do? You know? Oh my god! <laughs> He's going to choke the son of a bitch. Yes. And uh, he came to a signing of mine, man. Love you, Malcolm. It was so bad. He was so loud that I finally told him. I said, "Look, bring that guy to the front of the line." Let him sign his stuff and then throw his freaking <laughs> ass out because he was pissing people off, man. Right? He was just so loud. You, Jake Roberts, the hooker. You know, just, just kept on going and going. He couldn't even talk. Yeah, he was the loudest man. Well, there you go. Malcolm Wildman pissing people off all around the country. You know, it's funny because, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's funny how life is because Malcolm Wildman is actually one of the most <laughs> decent human beings I ever met in my life. I mean, he legit is a very nice, kind-hearted person. And he, but but he's so outrageous. He attracts, like, remember the people on Facebook? Like, we got sucked into their world. Like, <laughs> Remember they made a fake Malcolm Wildman Facebook page, <laughs> and, and I think they had soliciting. Was it? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> started having like soliciting for gay sex and stuff like that. <laughs> like, like, like he's the kind of person who completely warrants that kind of mockery <laughs> while being one of the sweetest person people you can ever meet in your life. It is the he was. He was so upset that they did that to him too. He he would he would call our show to <laughs> to denounce that. I mean, it's amazing how <laughs> life is. Like it, it's both tragic and humorous because Malcolm legit is one of the nicest people you can ever meet in your life. He means nobody any harm. He's just a super fan. He just loves wrestling to this extreme high degree, and he's unashamed. And it's just that he loved the Raiders. I mean, they knew him. He was a he was a character even amongst Raiders fans. I, wasn't he banned from something like um, 
I don't know, but he he you know, it's, and it's not that he's violent or crazy. He really is a very kind-hearted, very sweet person, you know. But he does. He's one of those people where you understand why people mock him and why he draws that kind of negative attention. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's insane. It's oh, insane. Bruce, hey, wait, did you hear the little dork with his? You know, he's a hawkamaniac, and he's like, oh. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, you know, Hogan Hogan opened his mouth and said some really stupid things. So I think people just like to pile on. I don't even think they I think they just think they have to do it sometimes. Yeah, but I'm saying what a pathetic existence. I know. You know, we all you know, when is Jake the Snake interesting outside of the WWF that Hulk Hogan built? You know, we really going to talk about when he was running around with those long uh, uh, karate pants on <laughs> and he was in the, the WCCW. Come on, please. I know. I know. We, we, you, you know, yeah, the, him walking around with a damn ass snake on that platform is where we where he was able to excel at his talent. That's you it. Know? And that man's going to talk about you, 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 you little, you little punk! Like you, just you little weasel, sissy, cunty, whiny baby. Ugh. You're the ugh. can't stand Marcus, them. Marcus, you can direct your comments to Brady Hicks at uh, Brady whatever. Hicks. Yeah, Brady Hicks on X at Brady Hicks. No, and I really do mean that. Reach out to Brady because Brady is the one who handles all of my public relations stuff i actually don't handle it through the voc nation so reach out to brady and i'll respond through his account because this is ridiculous i'm not about these whiny cunty sissy nasty weaselly miserable little dweebs you know of 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 the wrestling world and the wrestling discussions so reach me at brady at x right what is it bruce again at Brady Hicks. Wait, say no, say the whole thing, please. At Brady Hicks. At Brady Hicks. That's it. At, Where? It's on X on Twitter. X is the, the new Twitter. That's Elon right. Changed to X. Say it's something to me. That's right. Say something to me. Reach me. Reach out to me. I'm not afraid of you guys. Reach yeah. out to me. At Brady Hicks. Pile it on. Because I'm not afraid. At, Pile it on. At Brady, Brady Hicks at Probably at gmail.com, I would think. Exactly. You just get them. Come get at them me, bro. At, yeah. Brady Hicks at gmail.com at Brady Hicks. Should I give out the phone number? Please do. 215. <laughs> I can't no, do no, it. No, no. Give I, out the show number. Give out the show number. Because if, well, they, if, if, if they want me to respond, they need to call into Brady's show and let them know. If they don't, okay. then they don't. If they do, on, then I'll come on Brady's show and defend my point. And, I, and I'll speak about those little whiny, little crybabies, and they're just whining. You know, you know think about it. They, they all do these little... <sighs> they all, everything's an exasperation. Cornette's always... <clears throat> everything's... What, do you, what, what man goes around going, can you imagine, Bruce, if your father, every time, every something, he goes, you know, because you know, your dad, I'm trying to remember what his voice is like. He was like... Can you imagine that? Like, what would you think of your father? He just, he, he was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you 
you lose respect for him, right? I mean, wouldn't you? That's right. That's right. If you, if you like, he's for instance, daddy, I need some money to go buy some dungarees, right? If you were to say yeah. that to your father, and he goes, it's ridiculous, man. They, just, they, they always have these breathing exasperations. Like, ugh. if you want to challenge Namar on Tuesday nights at 7 30, you got to type into your browser. Callvoc.com. Callvoc.com. And that'll get to Brady, who handles Namar's affairs. Come at me, bro. At Brady Hicks on X. Follow this show on your favorite podcast platform. You got it. The only way to get wrestling with history is through VOC Nation. We don't. We don't warranty any of the other shows on VOC Nation, just ours. So follow and then look for Wrestling With History on the feed. Make sure you rate and review and subscribe. It's totally free. And then follow us on X. Follow us, our show on X, at WWHVOC. And we had a good time with you here today. We're going to launch an email also that you guys can interact with the show via email for all of you old school people like uh namar so we'll do that namar we uh we're going to get some uh, lgn figure reviews coming up right if i could ever get into the system there we go <laughs> we're going to launch that email and namar will be able to get them in the system too all right that's it for today uh we went all over the place so hopefully you hung with us and we appreciate it keep Keep listening, keep liking, keep telling your friends and your neighbors. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week with some more WrestleMania fodder, some more complaints about the podcast hosts of the world, and who knows, maybe even some feedback from you. We love you. We're out of here. Hit our theme music. Bye, everybody.